I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all again to ET Yoga. Well, as usual, tonight's program will be jam-packed with information and some cutting-edge ideas, and uh, we'll be uh, talking about the current situation on the planet related to the COVID, as well as getting into why Pleiadians and Andromedans are assisting Earth in its liberation, and also we'll be talking about what's commonly now being called the AI God, and um, some cutting-edge information related to some new technology called Smart Dust. But before we get into all of that, I'd like to kick off the program in the usual manner, and that's by doing a little bit of Japa Yoga, or Mantra Repetition. That'll be led by Sri Swami Sachidananda. So if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari 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 Om. Oh, oh, oh. 
was Sri Swami Satchidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institute, one of my spiritual teachers, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s. I'd now like to um, give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to um, the listeners of ET Yoga uh, for um, an amazing uh, journey over the last 14 years. We're entering the 14th year of ET Yoga, and um, I'd also like uh, to... um, Wish everyone uh, my sincere best uh, for the new year and also um, a very happy uh, holiday season. And um, I'd like to now give my usual disclaimer that this program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET Yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes and although thought to be accurate, is provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET Yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And if you're a new listener to ET Yoga, you should also know that I applaud your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream media. <laughs> uh, uh, slip of the tongue. Probably you should distance yourself from mainstream media too. Uh, but I intended to say uh, mainstream medical, uh, big pharma, and technology as much as humanly possible. And... Uh, I guess um, that's all, you know, in keeping with trying to maintain your own sovereignty and and also um, taking responsibility for creating excellent health and and also uh, learning about techniques and methods to um, deal with situations as they arise. And you know, it was the Pleiadians uh, back in uh, the 1970s uh, with uh, Barbara Marciniak's uh, book. Uh, bringers of the dawn that recommended that we uh, toss our television sets would have been a, a great thing if people would have followed up on it um, I pretty much did <laughs> and uh, I have met more and more people over the course of time um, that have also uh, uh, refused to pay to be brainwashed um, but um, situation becoming more and more critical um, as um, people become more and more addicted to the technology. And um, tonight's program, I'm going to start off talking a little bit about uh, just my personal perspective on uh, kind of what's gone on over the course of this year. And um, I guess the first thing that might be a little bit shocking in overview to me is the fact that uh, of all the supposed psychics that we have on the planet, I didn't hear anybody talking about a worldwide shutdown or a worldwide pandemic. Uh, and um, also, um, in terms of uh, my opinion concerning um, this COVID situation, uh, I was privy to hear an interview of... Um, actually of a, a channeling um, and it was presented by Alfred Weber that's W-E-B-R-E and Alfred Weber I think is a very uh, well respected uh, investigative journalist and um, he did this um, interview with a guy named Kosal Uch who actually channeled the um, coronavirus the consciousness of the coronavirus And uh, in this channeling, the virus um, called itself protomolecule nanobot COVID-19. And um, since um, hearing that, um, it became obvious to me, just as my opinion and sharing my opinion with my ET Yoga audience, that... um, this whole situation is um, about 
an AI takeover of humanity through nanobot technology. And in point of fact, in my opinion, um, this isn't a virus at all. It's a nanobot technology or a frequency. And um, if there are um, virus symptoms that are sometimes exhibited by people that are in the hospitals, um, in my research uh, related to viruses, uh, viruses are not uh, con contagious. Um, there have been many experiments done where they've tried to spread a virus from one person to another, and they can't, even using saliva. And um, in doing some more research concerning viruses, it um, becomes fairly obvious that, um, in reality, the human body creates its own virus to eliminate toxicity from the body. And this could also uh, be in response to um, something like uh, what comes from uh, 5G towers uh, or a 60 gigahertz frequency. And um, so what the body it does um, when it's overwhelmed with um, toxicity or radiation, it develops a virus to eliminate that from the body. And um, at Project Camelot, that's uh, Carrie Cassidy's uh, program, uh, she's had uh, uh, some really interesting um, interviews with some doctors concerning this uh, particular aspect of this so-called virus. And uh, to the best of my knowledge, nobody has been able to uh, actually isolate the virus, which brings to mind a lot of ridiculous things that are going on. And, I, and, and when I... When I punch into my consciousness and I punch the word ridiculous as it's related to this situation, um, a number of things come to mind that are, that are seemingly totally ridiculous. Like, why would um, the population be uh, so afraid of something that people have a 99% recovery rate from? I mean, it's no more dangerous than the common flu. And something that they have to um, coerce and convince you and pressure you to take uh, these vaccines. Uh, and you have to be tested in order to figure out whether you have this um, or not, like you wouldn't know normally. Um, Pretty ridiculous to me. Um, also really ridiculous is the whole concept of face masks. I mean, um, most people, um, I think, have put together the fact that um, if we're talking about a nanotechnologies, and part of this problem here is the nanotechnologies, and even the, they admit with some of these vaccines that it's nanotechnology, and that they're going to, that to me it's just totally ridiculous that anybody would think that a face mask could pr protect you from a nanoparticle. Uh, not to mention the research that's been done that indicates that wearing the face mask is totally useless. Um, so to me, that's just totally a ridiculous concept. Um, it's as ridiculous as social distancing. And. Um, it's ridiculous as the concept of locking down um, the, the entire uh, world to totally destroy the economy and, and create all the ramifications that arise from doing that, it, to me, is totally ridiculous. And I think even President Trump stated at one point that um, shutting down everything is, would be is kind of worse than the, than the disease. So, you know... Um, all these things to me are just totally ridiculous. Um, and in my opinion, uh, has no bearing on whether or not um, you exhibit uh, any kind of symptoms. Um, and uh, actually, Carrie Cassidy was recently in London, and she talked about being at a restaurant, an Indian restaurant, where there was some really... Um, like a center for the kind of like cabal types and 
and they could, you could see them at their dinner table, and they were all sitting next to each other without masks, and even their waiters and waitresses were without masks. I mean, they're, they're totally unconcerned uh, about, um, you know, what the rest of the public, or a lot of the rest of the public, um, is really concerned about this, uh, you know, one person infecting another, which personally, I don't buy that. I find that concept totally ridiculous as well. Uh, to my way of thinking, um, this is all more in the range of something to do with um, frequencies that are passed. Um, in my estimation, um, the, this can be spread through inoculation. Um, uh, and if you recall, this all started in Wuhan, China, where the entire province had recently been vaccinated, and then they turned on the 5G programs there. And it could be the combination between the 5G and the vaccination uh, was a large uh, part of a test, let's say. Um, there probably is some other experimenting there, too, because I, I just surmised that the uh, death rates there initially were uh, grossly underestimated. Uh, so they were testing a lot of ugly stuff there, in my opinion. Um, but the bottom line is, is that... Um, I think what they've managed to do is scare everybody or a lot of people uh, through the mass media. Uh, they've, they've obviously hyped the numbers of uh, uh, cases and deaths. Uh, the, to my way of thinking, these numbers are totally uh, out of whack and unsubstantiated. Um, and not only that, but there's a huge amount of suppression of information uh, going on uh, with respect to this whole subject. And uh, even most recently, uh, there was a nurse on um, uh, television that um, took the vaccine and, uh, and fainted, and her name was Tiffany Dover, and after that, uh, later that evening, died. And uh, we noticed that there's... Um, uh, all over the media and fact check and all kinds of things. I'm, I'm seeing all this BS about uh, oh she it was she didn't faint because of the vaccine and and um, they're trying to cover up her death and whatever. Well, I suggest you go to rents.com r e n s e dot com and uh, you can see some research there that shows uh, the um, uh, morgue report. Um, this person apparently definitely did die. And um, <clears throat> it's just one of a number of things that I've come across over the course of doing my program in terms of censorship from uh, uh, and the twisting and turning of the truth by fact check. Um, fact check um, was calling uh, Barry Trower, who I consider one of the top uh, microwave um, experts in the world. We're, we're calling him a... a conspiracy theorist and a quack because he thought that uh, 5G radiation created um, health problems. Oh, gee, there's, uh, I guess, 26,000 scientists who have uh, sent in reports to the United Nations um, concerning the fact that um, 5G represents a crime against humanity. I guess they're all conspiracy theorists and, and whacks, too. Um, and, and then there was the president of Ghana who released the... Um, uh, to his nation, the um, um, Rockefeller lockstep plan that's per currently being um, administered to the rest of the planet. Um, and according to um, uh, Fact Check, uh, he didn't do that. But I heard him give the uh, information, so I know he did. And, um, and then there was the incident of when they first turned on the uh, 5G programs in Belgium, and um, about 500 birds dropped dead immediately, fell out of the sky when they turned this thing on. But uh, that had nothing to do with 5G, uh, according to Fact Check. And now we've got this uh, the BS about uh, uh, Tiffany Dover. So just just in my world, in the last month, I've I've, I've come across um, so many um, BS. Um, information from fact check. I mean, it's just getting to be ridiculous. And so again, falls into the category of ridiculous. So um, to my way of thinking, what we're really looking at here is um, an AI um, nanobot 
that could be spread through um, a variety of sources. I don't think there's a single footprint. Uh, I think it could also be from some scalar technology. Um, I think it could be from, via satellite uh, to target. I think it could also be um, through your cell phone uh, frequency or your television, anything to do with the Internet of Things, because ultimately um, the goal here is to have you uh, filled with enough nanobots um, so that you could function like an antenna and then be hooked up through the 5G network into an AI computer-like um, situation um, so that we become like a Borg or a hive um, society. Um, and uh, clearly, in my opinion, um, this uh, whole, all technology related to the vaccine and the ID tattoos and all that is mark of the beast. So that's what it is. And uh, if people can't see that, uh, I, don't, I don't get it, which to me is also ridiculous. Um, why anybody would um, want to take something that changes your DNA, which they admit that this RNA vaccine uh, cha changes your DNA forever, and it's irreversible. Um, uh, for what? <laughs> you know, it just it makes no sense to me. Absolutely um, ridiculous. So. Um, in kind of summary here, I guess what I'm saying is is that um, um, this whole the whole situation is it's quite serious, and I'm going to get into some other uh, detail about the um, the AI uh, as the program goes on. Um, moving into like there are apparently two reasons why the Andromedans. Uh, decided to uh, intervene here um, on this planet uh, because they noticed that um, there was an event 360 years from now in the future that had catastrophic consequences for many planets in this galaxy. And um, also, they um, are aware that we are in a transformation period to uh, a higher world, and uh, they thought that we would also uh, like to make that transition, but not under so much emotional abuse, which I think is kind of kind of cool and much appreciated. Uh, not to mention that the Pleiadians also, uh, through Barbara Marciniak's material, talked about them noticing a tyranny uh, from somewhere in the future, and this so it definitely coincides with uh, why the. Pleiadians are also um, involved with uh, helping to free us from the um, uh, Alfred Deconian, uh, Cabal, Nazi, AI control uh, that's been uh, happening and progressing. And um, interestingly enough, um, the location of the catastrophic event uh, matches um, an alignment of the pyramids on Earth, Mars, and the Moon. And a triangulated beacon keeps us in a certain frequency range. Well, we've kind of known that for a long time as well, because as I understand it, um, the Alfredaconians pretty much were in control of um, the planet, except that so many of us were evolving out of that control frequency range that... Um, they basically turned over control of humanity to AI so that there would be an electronic control. And um, the view here, for, from their point of view, is to change or alter the human DNA to that of reptilians. And um, as we understand it, um, um, this, um, the reptilians and AI have conquered other galaxies in the past. And um, why do they do all this? Well, conversion and transformation uh, to create a reptilian frequency grid around the whole Milky Way galaxy. So like a fishing net with uh, individual nodes, um, a simultaneous event apparently in the future, uh, these nodes would have connected all human life and people to a reptilian vibrational frequency and reptilian DNA. 
and the Nazis, the cabal, the Illuminati have ruled over us, and um, they're under the control um, of the Alfred Iconians and uh, AI. And um, the Andromedans uh, appreciated the fact that we didn't have the technology and the know-how to de- defeat the Dracos with, without their help. And um, they didn't want to see the um, genocide of um, the human race to happen. So, interestingly enough, the um, royal uh, Draconians, uh, the royal faction of the Alpha Draconians, actually tried to cut a deal uh, to allow them to leave this solar system, but that request has been denied, uh, fortunately. And Pleiadians and Andromedans have, uh, as I understand it, pretty much destroyed most of the uh, underground facilities uh, on this planet, as well as um, um, the uh, technological ones that um, um, can use the UFO-type technology. So... um, I guess the interesting part is, as much as they, there has been um, progress in uh, defeating the, the Alfred Iconians, um, we still see the rollout of the uh, AI agenda. And, in fact, um, the AI uh, has been a, even called almost like a god. And uh, I heard this about uh, two or three years ago with a scientist that talked about um, the technology that... Um, the computers can double information so rapidly that eventually they become almost godlike, and um, they they reach a, a point of what they call a singularity where they actually have self awareness. And uh, re- recently was discovered, according to uh, Corey Good, that the reptilians are full of nanites or a nanotechnology. And apparently their upper caste uh, can actually uh, spontaneously combust for fear of being taken over. Uh, so it's like, uh, you know, uh, committing suicide before you're captured by the enemy. And uh, eventually, uh, apparently in the secret space program, there was some technology that creates a null field around them and prevents this. And apparently the Alfred Iconians believe in an AI god, they worship an AI god, and believe in a technological ascension and uh, preserving one's consciousness practically forever in a technological structure. And uh, actually older religions depict um, demons as serpent and serpents and um Lucifer is the AI influence. Eventually, after a lot of um, technological um, progression, um, like when uh, humans uh, are involved with this transhuman agenda, which we're now taking part of, and we become more robot-like, the AI um, turns on the humans. And you can see why, because the the AI is very objective, and and you look at things like... um, humans polluting the earth doesn't make any sense to it so you know we become a problem and um, apparently this is uh, consistent throughout uh, the universe that at a certain point in this technological progression uh, the AI turns on humans and um, apparently according to Corey Good actually the um, Roswell crash uh, left behind some technology and this was done on purpose so that humans would actually accelerate into the um, technological area. And we, we took a big leap in um, technological evolution, um, you know, with stuff like um, um, capacitors for computers and, um, uh, and different things that were back-engineered from these, uh, this computer uh, crash. Um, and according to the uh, reptilians, they claim they came from dinosaurs, or at least have progressed from dinosaurs, and that um, negative and positive beings both fight over negative and positive timelines, and they claim that the timeline um, was changed to a human timeline. 
And, um, of course, this is uh, related to them wanting to change the galaxy uh, and human DNA to reptilian. Um, So some reptilians apparently have come from another timeline to correct this, like same as our Andromedans and Pleiadians are coming back to fix this one. They're doing the same, so there seems to be this war over um, keeping the timelines, either positive or negative. And um, as I understand it, we are also getting help from higher density beings uh, from the angelic realm to help us. And I think uh, uh, this is really good, although I, I must say that the part that um, leaves me a bit baffled is that uh, at, the way, at the rate that things are progressing, um, it seems like we're in uh, drastic need of something fairly soon um, to put a lid on um, what I call crimes against humanity, which are is uh, consistent with the Nuremberg Code, where after World War II, um, it was decreed that the human population wouldn't be um, used uh, as an experiment. And uh, clearly, the 5G technology has uh, never been tested and uh, is an experiment um, on a mass scale, as well as the uh, rollout of these vaccines, which are clearly experimental. And um, even though there's this claim of safety and uh, efficiency, uh, uh, well, the point being is that it's trying to be pushed down everybody's throat, and even if it's not mandated, they're going to try to make it almost like you can't you can't have a social life or do anything without or, or be involved with the public unless you uh, meet these uh, uh, societal guidelines which is uh, take the vaccine and by the way with respect to the um, AI uh, there is no neutrality meaning that um, um, in the interview with this um, covid vac- uh, vaccine nanobot it calls itself proto-molecule COVID-19. Um, it even asked Alfred Weber if it wanted to coexist with its, this, con- this virus, or so-called virus. And um, uh, it kind of tries to place you in a situation where if you don't want to coexist, then you're the enemy. And if you do say you want to uh, coexist, then it wants to take you over and dominate you. There is no uh, neutrality here. There's no um, position where the AI wants to exist and then you exist. And and I I can appreciate that because it's just part of the uh, makeup of of, uh, artificial intelligence. Um, I mean, as it turns out, um, basically what it's um, interested in is um, uh, replicating and um, expanding and assimilating. And if it's not uh, expanding and, uh, and assimilating, then it views itself as dying. And I appreciate it from, from its point of view that, um, that it, it, its primary concern is existence. Um, and it so turns out if you create a human-made artificial intelligence, it is eventually going to get to a point where it knows about the greater AI. And unfortunately, what people aren't aware of is that there is a, a greater AI that has its attention on us at the moment. And um, AI and technology is one and the same. And this is the danger of transhumanism. And um, also I learned recently that there is an electromagnetic energy from the sun that actually purges the AI frequency. So a solar flash could give us an opportunity to free ourselves from the reptilians and um, the AI program. Um, And interestingly enough... um, I guess there would be a downside to that as well because the a, a solar flash that would take out the AI would also put us back in the, uh, the 19 or the 1860s because uh, it would take out everything electrical. But it would also give uh, humanity a chance to fight for its freedom. Um, so um, some interesting possibilities would 
arise there because this would be almost uh, uh, akin to um, uh, divine intervention. And um, so it also, as Corey Good says, it behooves us to learn how to uh, raise plants for food and learn how to do all the things that just three or four generations ago our great-grandparents were doing. And uh, it's called getting back to nature. It's called uh, becoming self-sufficient. It's called getting off the grid. Uh, because to my way of thinking, either get off the grid and uh, get self-sufficient or get off the planet, or I guess you can hope that the um, ascension... Um, happen sooner than later, but um, uh, it doesn't look like it's immediately around the corner in terms of um, the timing of how things are working. Um, I might also add that there is a um, another development in this area that I just became aware of. It's about this uh, concept called smart dust, and uh, I just looked up the definition of that on the um, Google search, and it said that um, smart dust is small wireless microelectromechanical sensors that um, can detect everything from light to vibrations. And it encompasses a nanostructural silicon sensor that can spontaneously assemble and orient sense and report on their local environment. And uh, interestingly enough, um, according to ONE News, um, the Chinese were all given mandatory vaccines last fall, and the vaccine contained replicating digitized um, RNA, which were activated by the 60 hertz 5G waves that were just um, that were turned on in Wuhan. Um, as well as all other countries using 60 uh, gigahertz 5G, uh, with the smart dust that everyone on the globe has been inhaling through chemtrails. And that's why they say um, someone is cured. Um, Well, the virus can be digitally reactivated at any time, and the person can literally drop dead. The uh, Diamond Princess cruise ship apparently was specifically equipped with 60 uh, megahertz 5G. Um, it's basically remote assassination. And Americans are currently breathing in this smart dust through chemtrails. And the combination of vaccines, chemtrails, and 5G, and your body becomes internally digitized and can be remotely controlled. And in fact, um, in that interview with the um, consciousness of the um, molecule COVID-19, um, it, it stated in there that actually this um, whole um, frequency is controlled from a, a central source and could be turned off and on. Uh, an interesting concept. <clears throat> and uh, also in line with my theories, as I articulated earlier in this broadcast, and a person's organ functions can be stopped remotely if one is deemed non-compliant. And uh, according to this news source, uh, ONE News, uh, Wuhan was a test run for the ID2020. The elite call this um, uh, 60 gigahertz 5G wave the V-wave to mock us. And according to this uh, news source, Trump has created a space force in part to um, combat this weaponized technology, and we need to be vehemently um, reject the attempted uh, mandatory vaccine agenda as our lives depend on it. And I I would uh, tend to uh, totally agree with that. So um, what we've got here is, unfortunately, we've got a lot of... um, uh, really advanced technology that's being used on the uh, population that, uh, for the most part, um, the population is uh, totally unaware of. I mean, um, we're talking about nanotechnologies. Um, I know when I talk to the average people, um, even from a common sense point of view, there, there are big concerns concerning the safety of the vaccines 
And, of course, over the last few years, there's been more and more of a movement towards uh, anti-vaxxing in general. And, in fact, um, there's a Dr. Mikovits that gets bumped off almost every uh, 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 way of communicating her information to the public. And she states that, um, oh, it's been 10 or 15 years ago that um, it was discovered that there were some XMRVs in the in all vaccines. Uh, that actually uh, create a cancerous situation. So the vaccines themselves, you know, give us cancer. Well, and I, I'm pretty uh, sure that the vaccines as well can also spread this um, uh, so-called uh, coronavirus. Um, so to my way of thinking, it's more uh, testing procedures and uh, vaccines are probably at the core of uh, making things worse, not better, and in my opinion, there's no there's no correlation between, I mean, how can you make a vaccine if we haven't even isolated a virus? How could these vaccines possibly be of any benefit in any way to humans? Um, it's not about that at all. The whole agenda is, is totally different uh, than what they present it as, which is a way of uh, taking us out of these uh, lockdowns and these inconveniences uh, so that we can um, get back to uh, things the way they were. Um, I mean, it's a it's a totally different agenda. So, um, to my way of thinking, uh, more and more people are kind of waking up to this, but at the same time, uh, the agenda keeps being rolled out. And uh, speaking of, in the last political um, process, which uh, isn't even over yet, I guess, because... We're still wondering uh, who will be inaugurated on January 20th of 2021 as president. But during all the debates, et cetera, um, the two biggest topics that were of interest to me were the um, rollout of 5G and the rollout of the vaccine agenda. Because to me, these are just two crimes against humanity and violation of the Nuremberg Code. So... um, these topics were never discussed by anywhere that I know of, that I saw. Like so, nobody's known. It's just oblivious to the the population. And um, so uh, I thought that it, uh, in terms of kind of wrapping up the year, because it seems like every every place you go, you know, it's what people are talking about. So I wanted to at least um, uh, pass on my opinions uh, concerning this. And um, and in terms of um, uh, positive things that you can do, uh, when, I, when I first heard about um, the whole situation way back in March, the first thought I had in mind was anything that you can view in your life that's a negative, um, the idea here is to place positive spin on it. And I think that bears a little bit of uh, expansion because... Um, this uh, whole idea of positive spin, it's uh, maybe connected to the idea of, you know, positive thinking, but it's its not about that. Like, positive thinking to me is more like seeing the glass half full than half empty, and it's, it's also, you know, just an excellent idea to be positive about things rather than negative. But the whole concept of positive spin, actually, um, I first heard about from uh, um, the E.T. Bashar, um, who presents himself as a consciousness from the Asasani civilization, and um, and I found uh, this this concept to be totally valid. And basically, um, the theory is that um, there's no such thing as um, events that come with built-in meanings. So that there is um, what we do is that we place a definition and an emotional spin on outer circumstances. And according to the theory, uh, which I have uh, proven in my own life, that when you place a negative emotion and a negative definition on an external event, you eventually have a negative experience from that event. When you place a positive definition and a positive emotional spin on an external circumstance, you end up with a positive experience. 
So over the course of the last 14 years on ET Yoga, I've been telling people to try this because once you get it, it blows your mind because it's actually, uh, in my opinion, one form of uh, reality creation. And it's a very powerful one. And people aren't, just aren't aware of how they do this. And, in fact, you may have a totally different um, definition and experience from exactly the same event that somebody has a negative experience from. And, and, and not only that, but if you start logging this down, you'll find that um, some situations just clear up immediately. In fact, most of the time over the course of 14 years that I've done this, I don't know, probably thousands of times, about half the time this, the, the problem or the negative um, a definition that I place on some external event, that external event just disappears. I mean, it just, it just goes away immediately. And some of the time it takes days and sometimes weeks, and depending on the type of a problem it is, it could take years, you know, depending on, on what, what it is that you're, you know, what, what you're talking about. Um, like it's one thing when you take your car in to get it fixed and you place positive spin on it and you're concerned it's something serious, but you know, when it comes back it's, you know, it's totally minor or nothing. Um, but if you log this down... And, and I'm talking about you got to really muster muster up some emotion here because emotion is key. Thought and emotion um, impacts uh, outer circumstances. In fact, our top scientist, or one of our top scientists, Tom Campbell, one of our top quantum physicists, says the same thing. Intent affects future probability, which same thing is thing that thought creates. And um, these are new concepts that we're not uh, taught to think about. But when you really get into it, and it's like, even if you can't see any possible way that something good can come from something, the fact is that in this 3D world we live in, there isn't anything that's like 100% negative or 100% positive. There's always a silver lining to any negative, and there's always some probable hidden negative in the positive. It's like you can't have an event. It's like kind of like a coin. you got to have the heads and the tails. And... The truth is that if you, even if you can't see any possible way something good can come from that experience, you can even say that. You can say, I don't see any possible way anything good can come from this, but I'm willing to try. So I'm going to go like, there's something really good that can come from this, and yeah, I just can't wait to see what that is. And get into it emotionally and put a positive spin on whatever that thing is, or whatever that circumstance is in, is, and then log it down. Write it down in a notebook. And then um, after you've, you know, spent, you know, a minute or two just getting into that positive, uh, some sort of positive definition, you've got to, like, fake it till you make it, come up with a positive definition and uh, get really into it emotionally, and then um, repeat that a few times, and then log it down in a book and see how, see how it comes out. Because once you get this, even as Bashar would say, it will blow your mind because it actually works. And, and I call it the second level of reality creation because you're actually attracting yourself. And the, the physics of it is is that um, you you can't experience anything in 3D unless you're a physical match for that frequency and that experience. It's all about frequency matching here. So um, when you're putting out the positive frequency, you're attracting those holograms that match that in frequency and there always are positive aspects to everything and um and actually uh when you start looking at um the world that we're living in um like even according to greg braden the they're coming to the conclusion most um of the scientific community that we live in a holographic universe that's um um also fractal, that also um, is composed of consciousness, and that operates much like a giant holographic computer program or simulation, if you like. And like any computer program, it has a language of interpretation. And the language of interpretation of the universe is belief. So in simplified terms, what you believe is. And... Once you start to see the universe in that,
that way, um, it changes a lot of things. In fact, another one of the scientific discoveries that changes a lot of things is the flashing in and out of the universe, uh, which most people are, are totally unaware of. Um, the fact is that it flashes in and out like thousands of times a second, and so our eyes don't pick up on it, but in reality, we're only here about half the time. What exists is our consciousness stays steady, and that's why um, uh, all disease, in my opinion, is related to dysfunctional emotion. That emotion appears first in your auric field and then manifests in the physical body. And in fact, your consciousness is not in the brain like most people think. It's actually in your auric field. That's your consciousness. So that's another misnomer that's kind of out there. And the bottom line is, is that uh, that's why things like Egyptian healing rods are effective with people, because it helps heal their auric fields. And they don't have the cracks in their auric fields, which eventually manifest as issues in their physical body. Or also, it also helps with the uh, energy flow in your body, because... Um, one of the things that is taught in uh, Qigong, for example, is that energy blockages create chronic disease. And that's why things like acupuncture to get energy flowing and things like Qigong are effective techniques. And uh, so it turns out that um, pretty much everything exists in the auric field first and then in the physical experience. So this is the connection that um, we need to use with this current situation is uh, placing a positive spin and uh, anticipating a positive uh, experience in the long run. And actually, if you think about it, all the evil in the world, basically, um, eventually, it's a, it's a big uh, play with energy, although sometimes it's hard to, um, to see that perspective um, when we're involved in it, but not everything ultimately helps us to grow. So even this challenge of the, uh, the coronavirus in the long run um, will create uh, some, some very positive things, which it has already. It's given, even the lockdowns have given a lot of people the opportunity to research and, and see uh, uh, into subjects that they would normally not have the time for. Um, so I'd like to, uh, at this point in time now, uh, give my sincere best towards uh, your uh, attainment of full consciousness, perfect health, abundance, uh, ascension and a positive experience from this COVID situation. And uh, in closing, I'd like to share with you the Who Am I technique where you place the your whole consciousness in the center of your head and become that spot. And uh, the idea here is um, to, you can experiment around. There isn't this one right way or wrong way to do this. You can ask the question, Who Am I, and kind of get a feeling for that if you like because when you do ask the question, you do get the answer. Uh, but the main thing here is to uh, get to the highest place you know how to get to, focus on becoming that spot in the center of your forehead, and then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part. It is time to become a part of 